All right, welcome back to Mom, Dad, I'm Sorry. Uh, my name is Landon, and I am joined by my wife, Melanie. And we have a special guest joining us today to talk about the amazing subject at hand. And her name is Anna. Anna, if you want to say hello. <laughs> Anna is the resident expert on all things music on our corner of Twitter. Um, she is the first person that I met online that loved Reliant K. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, she's also the first person I knew that knew who Olivia Rodrigo was other than Melanie. So we are, so she clearly has good taste, great taste. <laughs> Um, I wish you could be, she's, she's, uh, she's awesome. Um, we're happy to have her. And, uh, the reason we're talking today is because, um, Sabrina Carpenter recently released a really awesome album, um, called emails I can't send. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, we have been keeping up with kind of what's been going on with her and Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett and, and all that fun stuff. We've and, had our finger on the pulse of yes. the teen drama. For a while now, even though she's not a teenager, Sabrina isn't, but it's been, it's been fun. It is. It has. <laughs> so we originally started and had some technical difficulties and are having to start over, um, which is the fun of, of having a podcast. Uh, but um, I don't know. I was thinking we could jump in and, and um, Anna, you were talking about how you first learned about uh, uh, Olivia. So maybe you can um, uh, let us give us a little bit more background information about that. I was doing the good old scroll on the Instagram for you page and I like Taylor Swift as well. And so Olivia had actually covered Cruel Summer mm -hmm. and I actually enjoyed her cover more than the actual song. That sounds really mean because the, the actual song is amazing, but um, she did an acoustic piano cover and I just thought it added a new breath of life to the song. And yeah, from there I found her page and started um getting invested in her own personal music because she posts snippets. So yeah, that's how I got introduced. Mm -hmm. And like we were saying before, I remember you messaging me on Instagram being like, you follow Olivia too. I could probably scroll back and find the message if I'm committed enough. Probably. But <laughs> I'm so excited. Like I was looking for anyone um, yeah. who was into her because I remember my best friend was actually home. She lives in DC, but and I was like, oh my gosh, I found this new artist that I really like. And I was obsessed with the song that's not become a song yet, uh, 21st Century Girls. Mm. And I just couldn't stop singing it. I thought it was so good. But yeah. That's so funny. So did you um, like go back and watch High School Musical, the musical, the series? I did. I did. Um, like literally days afterward, I found myself looking up like High School Musical, the series and because I loved all of the regular ones when I was young. And yeah. <laughs> honestly, the first one to a point of obsession, I think it came out when I was in the fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was really excited that she was involved with something that I already liked. So. Yeah, I remember um, finding her from watching the show and then like showing Landon being like, look, this girl I like, I like her music and him being like, okay, whatever. It's like, oh, oh yes. A Disney <laughs> oh, a musician. Disney star. Okay, okay cool. Pat yeah. on the head. It's like, good, good. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to go listen to some grown up music now. Oh my gosh. Was I <laughs> wrong? Go play some emo music. Yeah, I'm going to go listen to Mayday Parade and cry, <laughs> um, which is a great band. Uh, but wow. It is a great band. 
Yes, Mayday Parade. <laughs> Shout out to Mayday Parade. Okay, so the one of the old lead singer of Mayday Parade, uh, Jason Lancaster, he posted on his Facebook that he was in Dallas at some church today. It was like, come hang out. And I was like, what? Why are you here? Like, <laughs> why Why in Mansfield? I don't understand. But That's yeah, Mayday weird. Parade, good. Um, I, I am a musician and I love music. And Driver's License is just such an amazing well-written, well-sung, well-produced piece of music. I think it's just, it was my favorite song of that year, Mm -hmm. shamelessly. Yeah, which is interesting because like you mentioned, Anna, you're an English teacher. So you're looking at things from very like, like writing and lyrics perspective and Landon's a musician. And I just like the the serotonin that my brain gets (laughs) when I listen to music makes me happy. So we're like all very different perspectives. (laughs) which is interesting but um i'd also been a fan of sabrina for a long time i mean i found her when she was on girl meets world and not my favorite show but i liked her (laughs) And, (laughs) and so i've been a fan for her for a very long time and so it was interesting like liking these two people separately and then all of a sudden like their paths colliding and i was like oh no not a good way yeah Yeah, it felt weird. It felt like the parent, like, oh, who's my favorite child? I have to choose now. They're fighting. But you don't have to choose. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to think so. (laughs) That's the conclusion. I don't have to choose. Long story short, if you don't want to listen to the whole podcast, you don't have to choose. Liking both is valid, which I was, which is one of the reasons why I was excited to have you on, uh, Anna, because you are very much like, a fan of Olivia. And then I also saw you tweeting the lyrics of like, because I liked a boy to Sabrina saying, this is a good song. Like Sabrina. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, so it's like able to have complex thoughts about both of them. So, yeah. um, I, I, I what did, on like a high level, what did, how did your journey begin from like listening to driver's license and like, so learning about it was maybe about Sabrina Carpenter to maybe following to like, I know Sabrina released like a, a song called skin in response to everything. And, um, to hear, I don't know what, like on a high level, how has your journey through this public thing been? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just need to rewind just a little back to where I found her cruel summer. It was like, I think the summer of 2019. I believe. Um, yeah, because driver's license was released in 2020. So mm-hmm. I had been a fan of her for a really long time. I like knew all the words to all the little snippets that I could get my hands on. And so when driver's license dropped, I was, <laughs> I was at school. Um, and on my lunch break, I was like listening and like I ordered a t-shirt and like all this <laughs> stuff. Cause I was just so excited for her to, um, have a song in the world. And I just felt so proud, like a little proud mom. And so I was just, you know, enjoying it. And then um, the whole blonde girl lyrics started coming up. I didn't even make that connection. I would have never known. (laughs) Um, I actually got on TikTok because of all of the stuff surrounding it. I heard everyone talking about it. I was like, what are they talking about? And so (laughs) on TikTok, I didn't have one before that, um, just to see what all the drama was. And I was like, okay, like, I was seeing like pictures of Sabrina and Josh together and everybody putting these compilations up. And um, I just thought it was funny. Like I genuinely had no ill will toward anybody. Um, but then Sabrina dropped skin. And for me, that was just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like people in her corner should have maybe 
pushed her not to say anything in that moment, but instead they were like, no, no, release the song. Uh, I don't know how y'all feel about that, but. I, I think one of the things that I'm interested in talking about is, um, I don't know how, because I like the boy fits in like topic wise and lyric wise with the, like knowing that like skin came out so quickly, like in that. And it's an interesting dynamic because on one hand it's like, yes, the internet is like vicious and like treated Sabrina like very, I don't know, awful <laughs> as the internet tries to do as people get passionate about things. And this is something that you brought up, I guess, like the point of view of like who, because I liked the boy was addressing. Cause I was like, Oh, I think this is about Olivia. And you were like, I don't think it is. Do you want to like say what you thought about it real quick? Cause I don't want to take your words. <laughs> no, you're good. I, yeah. I just brought up that. I definitely don't think because I liked the boy was directed at Olivia. It was directed at her fan base and, and even like Joshua Bassett's fan base and just all the people online who were, you know, tearing her apart. And so it's an interesting dynamic because I feel like skin inadvertently made that worse. Um, but I don't know. It's like, I can't imagine myself being in that position, especially because I mean, it's weird. Like three people who don't know these two people at all are like talking <laughs> about it. So it's like, it's a weird, like social dynamic. Right. Of, like, We're making two, a podcast about a relationship. We have no have idea. No about. idea about. <laughs> um, it's crazy. The world that we live in, but yeah. So I, I think there's an interesting relationship between skin and because I liked a boy. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about skin. I think I think most of the lyrics are pretty harmless and they are more directed at um, like all this stuff that you're bringing upon me. Now I'm having to deal with because you put my relationship in the public when I'm like a private person, except for like the chorus where she's like, you try to get under my skin. He's on my skin. It's like, OK, it's a little salty. <laughs> and I think also I feel that way because she's older like she's like three ish years older than Olivia and so it feels like she should have taken the higher road and just been like the more mature person yeah I definitely felt the exact same way I was like you're you're the older woman and yeah. you should be setting an example because Olivia had no idea that her song was going to be a breakthrough song yeah she possibly anticipated that people were going to like cling on to one lyric and then you know yeah bash Sabrina because I don't think she wrote that song with ill will at all she was so yeah. young and just trying to process her own emotions mm -hmm. so I don't know I I didn't personally like skin because I felt like it I guess added fuel to the fire mm -hmm. uh, that was already there but you know it is what it is it's in the past yeah it felt more like a like a business move than you know, like, oh, she's yes. just trying to capitalize on, you know, there's like people listening right now. It's like, well, might as well get my my streams on Spotify, which like, I guess go off queen. But all three of them had like a song they released right around that time. As, like, I haven't even listened to the Joshua Bassett song. I, I, I read the lyrics, but yeah, I heard from some of Sabrina's fans and I don't really know because I'm not as invested in that world. Although I really did enjoy this album. So that's why I was excited to talk about it. Um, but I heard that she had had that song in her back pocket for a really long time. Like mm. she had performed it at, uh, concerts and mm. things like that. Mm. Uh, and she just released it then. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but, right. um, that skin. is that skin? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so what I think is that she probably did have that song in her back pocket. She probably had performed it and then she just like switched around a few lyrics to kind of be more 
mm-hmm. in the situation. It's just my guess yeah. if that is. So. I am very curious about like the timeline of it all because um in because I like Du Bois, there's a line that goes something like like when everything went down, we had already broken up. And so I'm like, when she released skin, were they even still together? Like I don't I'm curious about yeah. like yeah, what the timeline looks like. Yeah. Um, so I really tried hard to find this one TikTok because I was also trying to find the timeline that in my brain exists. Yeah. Um, not perfect, I'm sure, by any means. But I, I feel like it was right before or right after the release of Good For You. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this talk and it was from a girl who was literally just in her car on the way to vacation or whatever. And she snapped a picture of Joshua and Sabrina in their car. Um, and it was clearly them. Like, there was no debating mm-hmm. that. Um, but that's why I was like, I wasn't sure about that one line. Like, I think <laughs> it's a brilliant song and a much more mature and thought through response than skin. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know the timeline. So I feel like I can't speak to that. But that was the one thing that made me kind of like, was this just a good rhyme sabrina it was was a good part of the song like it's a good song it's a a really good song like everybody was like (laughs) it's a good album what was like your like first reaction to the album in general like your feelings about it overall um overall so i was not a fan of sabrina music i actually got into girl meets world long backstory, but I found a blog that kind of explains some of the things that I thought were kind of stupid about the show to be not so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called the Owl Detective. And so I was really into Girl Meets World. And so I liked Sabrina. Um, and I was a Lucaya stan. Um, same. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but same. <laughs> uh, Lucas and Maya together forever. And I was even bigger, like a Riley Sparkle fan. So Anyway, I never really listened to her music or anything like that. Um, I knew she had like a powerhouse of a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is the first album that I've actually like listened to because I don't know, it's kind of a response album to Olivia Rodriguez. So uh, my first reaction is that this is definitely her best lyrical album. Yes. Like hands down. Yeah. It doesn't showcase her voice nearly as much because right. she, did, like I said, just have like really powerhouse r&b mm-hmm. like long vocals i can bring the house down uh but she went more lyrical and which i like so i like mm-hmm. this album a lot. <laughs> i i the first i think i had the same reaction to sabrina carpenter that i had olivia rodrigo i was like oh okay pop popular artist okay mm-hmm. cool people i guess everybody likes this person i i'm gonna go listen to Mitty prayed and cry um and uh then skinny dipping came on and I was like, hold up. Like, what is this? Yeah, like, this like, is different. Sabrina this is good. A single. I want to play it for you. And in the I car. trust I've okay. We've only been married two years, but I, but this time I have learned that when Melanie suggests something, you listen to it. Okay. Right. And so I was like, turn it on. Let's go. <laughs> and I was like, at first I wasn't crazy about the chorus, but I don't know. The more I listen to it, I, it's, it's an, a, a great song. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Such. So, oh, I just got to stop talking. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you said that's your favorite song in the album. Yes. And then I was listening to like Vicious today and um, re-listening to Because I Liked a Boy. And it's just, I don't know. I like the talky, like the talking verses. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like poetry a little bit. Yeah, like spoken word. Yeah, which I have a, a soft spot for. So I don't know. It's good. Yeah, it's definitely very different style of music than like all of her past albums. I mean, her first album was very much like 14-year-old girl ukulele indie music. But then she went very okay. hard on like pop, you know, more R&B. And that's what she's been consistently for the past like three albums. And so this was really fun for me to listen to because I don't know it's cool to see like her evolve and grow but I feel like you're right lyrically it's like a lot better than her past music and it's cool to see how I feel like the lyrics match the style of music yeah that it is yeah I agree uh it's very much poetic and she actually something that this album does so well and I don't know if it's like her or her co-writers it doesn't really matter but I absolutely love her half rhyme uh I've always been <laughs> A hoe for a good half rhyme. The Avery <laughs> Brothers very well. Um, <laughs> the Avery Brothers have lots of good half rhymes, and uh, the Sabrina does it so well. This album, uh, the first one that caught my attention was wasn't skinny dipping, and it says arguments in your garage, all the ways we sabotaged. And I was like, uh, "Ooh, right?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you brought up Vicious, which. That was, was that the second single she released? She released two singles? Oh, no, three singles. So that was the third. Yeah, okay. And she released that like, what, a week before the album came out or whatever. And I I played it for Landon in the car. And the like, the the last like quarter of the song, I was like, this sounds like sour. Like, it's so weird. Like the part with the electric guitar. And I was like, I just had the thought of like, oh my gosh, if she had gotten Olivia to like feature on a (laughs) song, that would have made my year can you imagine just like the girl power that would have caused a ripple through the (laughs) twitterverse unfortunately that wasn't the case but um i don't know like do you feel that way like with vicious i feel like the ending of it for some reason it just reminds me of like more like olivia's style i guess because it's more rock for some reason i I compared that song to Taylor Swift and everybody was like, no, Anna, that doesn't sound anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, to me, it does. I could see the um, beginning of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't get Olivia vibes. Um, but I did I did really like the bridge where I know the part you're talking about where it's like, like the distorted. Good, yeah. yeah. But I felt that was so fitting for the emotion. So I was just yeah. kind of like, Sing it all. <laughs> Take me on the journey. Vicious was a song where she was like, I guess I wasn't the, the last person or the first person to take your song as a promise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I could totally <laughs> see like a like a collab there. Yeah. The, I guess like the real villain in the story is Joshua Bassett. <laughs> um, wherever you're at, Joshua, man. Um uh, but yeah, I like that line a lot. Um and I love the the like guitar like the guitar in this album was so good from the acoustics to some of the effects that she used like the intro effect that she had on uh because i like the boy uh loved loved it um i thought a lot That's of so stuff- funny. Oscar mentioned that just today like oscar's not even like a super music guy like he enjoys music but kind of like melanie he's like he's like it gives me happiness. <laughs> that's why i'm here yeah but we were listening to that one on the way today because well, we we're going to be talking about it. And he was like, oh, and then he rewinds it. And he's like, oh, that could be part really nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. I got the Oscar approval. Yeah. 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 
Um, I one of the one of the biggest things that I was thinking about this whole thing is I was honestly surprised that the lines in driver's license made all this happen, right? Like it, they seem like very, I don't know, in the grand scheme of things, insignificant dis lines. You know what I mean? Like right. it didn't seem like it seemed like someone processing their own emotions rather than someone trying to take a jab at somebody else. And so I was, yeah, I was surprised about everything that happened. So, I mean, what do y'all think? That's not surprising to me. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're talking about somebody who has a fan base, anytime there's like a relationship or like mm. the breakup, like people are going to want more details and want to find out stuff about it and investigate. And especially since she's so young, she has a very young fan base as well. I mean, I feel like we're like on the older end of like oh my <laughs> <her> listeners. <laughs> and so of course, like if you're like a 16 year old girl, like you're going to eat that stuff up, yeah. like all the drama and the excitement of it. And so it wasn't really surprising to me. It was surprising to me, like how popular driver's license got, not because it's not a good song, but just because that was her first official single. And so it just blew up. And I don't think she expected that either. So maybe if she had known all, I don't know. I mean, I think she was tiptoeing around it genuinely. Like um, in her first recordings of driver's license that she posted to her Instagram, she uses the term brunette girl. Yeah. Like she didn't to go there and she was just wanting to share her emotions, you know, with the public, see if identified with it. It was just like any other snippet like yeah. in the beginning um and then i think she took it to her producer dan and he was probably like blonde just fits better there because yeah. it was like it, it genuinely was so uh he's like let's just change it to blonde and then they probably just moved on you mm -hmm. know and i i think there is a, a little bit level there there's a little bit of a level of um just of catharsis and authenticity when you're songwriting being able to write down what you're really feeling and singing it um, or playing it. it. I don't know, at least in, in my past experiences, in my small experience in songwriting, um, it's just, I don't know, it means a lot more. Not having to like censor yourself. Yeah, yeah. And just being able to sing that and feel it and know it and have it as a way for you to think through stuff. And I don't know, Driver's License felt like a very authentic song. Um, yeah. Um, just before we move on from that, um, another thing I've seen a lot from her fans who come from an Asian background or, you know, are Asian themselves is like what the blonde girl actually represented. And it wasn't just pointing a finger at Sabrina. Right. It's like, I'm insecure because I look different from this person, right. you know, it's grown up, you know, around similar looking people. It's just kind of like, that wasn't the point, you know, it was yeah. like, I'm insecure because, you know, I have different things to offer than said person, no matter who it was representing. So. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense too. Point. Yeah. I wanted to point out what you mentioned, like just the crazy popularity of it. And you also mentioned that like, we were probably in the older end of our fan base of the fan base, but there was a time like the week after driver's license was released, I was sitting in my office at work like it was month end, I'm in accounting and I'm like <laughs> dying inside and I hear driver's license in my boss's like office next door. And I'm like, oh, cool. She likes Olivia Rodrigo. And then it repeats. And I'm like, oh, she likes Olivia Rodrigo. That song played for like 40 minutes that morning. <laughs> and I was like, 
ma'am are you okay <laughs> grown like, woman with children and <laughs> husband <laughs> listening to driver's license i was like are you all right <laughs> um but no so it was like it got out there it was that was that was the when i was like oh this is like popular yeah, well the the catalyst maybe that made it even bigger was when it hit snl and it was, did you guys see the SNL skit based on I driver's so. license? No, I didn't. Okay, well, basically, it's all of these dudes in a bar, literally like 10 dudes in a bar, and they're all playing pool. And then it like comes up casually in conversation, and somebody like puts money in the jukebox, and it starts playing. And then this guy gets all in his emotions about <laughs> one of his exes. And then she, it's just really funny. And I really think that that kind of, help driver's license take off even more yeah because it was just like what is it about this song that even like grown men are identifying with mm -hmm. so i i was gonna ask you about the you when when we were messaging about making this happen anna you said that there were so many like lyric parallels mm. that you were like going oh. through so i want, she just physically I, got <laughs> physically got i excited. would love to hear about like some of the biggest or like your favorite music parallels like through through this thing okay I've been preparing to talk about this because the main one was Sabrina kind of setting the record straight and whether or not she did this on purpose doesn't really matter because it's awesome. So <laughs> Olivia says they, they like created a completely fake world, like her and her producer, Dan, he's like, she's like, we just, you know, pulled details out. We wanted it to be like very real, very tangible. Mm -hmm. And so it talks about strawberry ice cream in Malibu and, you know, things like that trade in jackets. And then, Sabrina also talks about like food and location. So it's like, I wanted thin mints like versus ice cream, you know? Mm. And then it talks about how they bonded over the black eyed peas, not Billy Joel. Yeah. And I, I thought that was Ooh. so interesting. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Because yeah, she did. was like, mm -hmm. oh, he probably did the Billy Joel thing. And um, yeah. she's like, actually, we just love Fergie <laughs> um, and the black eyed peas. So how about that? <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of like our relationship was very separate from your relationship. Like, yeah. it wasn't a copycat thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually watched a Sabrina interview recently. I was trying to find some stuff about emails I can't send after it dropped, even before this. And uh, she did a Vogue, like, where they come to her house and stuff or whatever. And she was like, oh, and took them outside. And she has, like, a pool and, like, a tennis court or whatever. But she also has trampolines. And so... I think it suggested that, like, she mm. invited him into her life, you know, like mm -hmm. they were cuddling trampolines and they have like huge trampolines in her backyard in this video. So I was like, okay, I think that's interesting that that's put in there. So I've seen that video, but I, you just made the connection in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway I got from this album is that that relationship was authentic and it meant something and it was two people connecting whether or not there's collateral damage. I don't know. It, it just kind of like brought it down to, hey, I'm a person and I had, we had strong feelings for each other and it was authentic and it was different than what yours was. It wasn't just a copycat or a substitute, like you said, Anna. Yeah. And like most of the songs aren't about Olivia or anything with the drama. They're about like trying to get over a breakup. Yeah. And so I think that what makes it so cool because it's like, okay, this relationship was real and I'm still trying to deal with the fallout yeah. of it. And like most right. of the songs you can just pull out and they're like, like just breakup songs that you could, you know, like Taylor Swift would sing or something. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was really happy that like she didn't point the finger at Olivia 
maybe she learned from the reaction. <laughs> on um, but yeah, because I, I don't feel like Olivia pointed the finger at her intentionally. And, and a lot of people are frustrated because they thought she should step up and tell her fans to stop saying mean things. And I'm just like, she had no idea this album was going to take off. She's literally trying to find all of her footing, you know, in Hollywood and like her tour and has to be slow series. And like, um, maybe she should have, maybe she shouldn't have, but like, it's a really big deal for this freshly adult, you know, 18 year old to tell her new fan base to stop doing something. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a very yeah. hard thing to do, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Olivia was only complimentary towards Sabrina on Sour. You know, she's beautiful. She looks kind. She probably gives you butterflies. Like it was yeah. like, I just, you know, she misses, you know, what they had. And, you know, she looks at this other beautiful, awesome, talented person. And we would all feel that way. I think. Right. I would 100% feel that way if <laughs> you left me for Sabrina Carpenter. Same. Um, I'd probably write some really mean, some not mean songs. Some, uh, yeah, I'd probably write a, I don't know some other licensed song i'll find another license that i can get and I'll write a song about it okay you, okay <laughs> <laughs> and even like talking about the fan base it's like this weird dynamic where they're like fans have like a parasocial relationship with these people that they idolize and i i don't know how i feel about like is the celebrity whoever the person is are they accountable for their fans choices and what they say like mm-hmm. maybe to a certain extent especially if they're egging it on but yeah. like I don't know if I think that she could have really done anything. I mean, maybe she could have said something and that would have convinced a few people. But I think overall, like, that's not really her responsibility in a lot of ways. No, I I don't think it is either. And she did say something in an interview that I read recently. And it was like along the lines of, I know people are extremely curious, like, as to who these songs are about. But I don't think that's what matters. What matters is like, the emotions that we share through the song mm-hmm. um, is like, you know, and that helped me get past that point in my life. And so mm-hmm. I know people are curious, but I don't think that I should address that. And I, I thought that was like a mature thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I completely agree. Is there anything else in the group chats or other parallels that you've noticed that are like, Ooh, like I've got the edge that not many people know about. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> let me pull up my notes that would you rather have like um like sabrina joshua parallels or like olivia sabrina parallels or i don't know anything about josh um he's curly hair okay i i will say i i know that they did like the second season of high school musical the musical the series well, after all that happened right and so I'm, i i'm pretty sure they filmed after Yes. Yeah. And now in the third season, which is coming out very soon in a couple of weeks or next month, uh, Olivia is only guest starring in it. So she's going to probably be in like an episode and then she leaves because then they go to camp, which is yeah. a bummer. But like after season one, I was surprised that she even came back. She was probably right. just like contracted. Yeah, I would. They I was surprised that they were able to have scenes together. Oh, man. And there was a brutal scene in season two. Oh, my gosh. Like, it hurt to watch between her and Joshua. Was it like a romantic one? It was uh, spoilers for High School Musical, the musical, the series. But it was a breakup scene. Like, they were Uh, breaking up on camera. And it was really sad. (laughs) It was sad. It was was rough. Man. (laughs) It's brutal out here. It's brutal out here. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so a lot of um, parallels between Sabrina and Josh is in unreleased stuff by him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a song um, called I Wish You All the Best. And then in Vicious, she says, like, you don't think you hurt me if you wish me the best. And that's literally Ooh. the clue. <laughs> um, Good luck with that song now, Josh. <laughs> Olivia, Olivia does this a lot too. Uh, he has a song called Do It All Again. And in Favorite Crime, she's like, you know that I'd do it all again. And that's literally the chorus of it. Mm. He needs to learn to stop leaking his songs or else people are just going to like take the air out of him. (laughs) Poor guy. That was actually out out on one of his older albums. But um, this is, this is where it gets uh, interesting. So the very moment where she says, do it all again is at the same timestamp where he says that in his songs. Oh, that's sneaky. (laughs) Girl. She learned from the best. So. Um, I think that was also the problem. Anybody, we didn't talk about this, but like she learned from Miss Taylor Swift. <laughs> and <laughs> she got had to teach her. Easter eggs, and yeah. so everyone started putting all the Easter eggs together really fast. <laughs> and I think send it on the trajectory that it went. Um, Taylor Swift is quite possibly one of the best lyricists of our generation. And I think everybody has a lot to learn from her. Uh, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Really fast. I know this is off topic. What's your favorite Taylor Swift album? It says a lot about you. Hmm. I I loved Lover. I love Lover, but there were there yeah, was a really good song on Reputation favorite. at the end. Uh, was it New Year's Day? That's probably my favorite. Uh-huh. I love that one too. That's, that's the best one. That's my favorite Taylor Swift song. Oh, ooh, I don't oh. know. I did. I I. It's probably like folklore. Oh I mean, boy, folklore! Because oh like gosh. I, I wasn't super into her early stuff. I liked stuff scattered here and there. Um, and I only really started listening to like her full albums like after like Reputation and like Wow, Lover and so. But that's okay. Yeah, to me because little twelve <laughs> year old Anna, it's just really funny. I have a very core memory, and I don't know why. Like we don't choose our core memories, but. Um, <laughs> the sixth grade my parents were like hey you can stay home this summer or you can continue to go to like summer care basically through my school mm-hmm. and I was like, of course I'm gonna go to summer care like I have friends there we go to Venture River which is like a water park near me anyway and I was like oh, of course I want to go to summer care so and we had computer lab time every day and so me and my go and listen to music and me and one specific friend that I had at the time we would log on to Taylor Swift's website. She had three songs. <laughs> Tim McGraw, Teardrops on My Guitar, and Picture to Burn. And we would loop them <laughs> on the playground. That's so cute. So, folklore is also my favorite, but it's because I feel like Taylor finally reached the potential that I knew she was capable of. Mm-hmm. I just, everything just lined up for me with that album. And everybody's like, oh, but what about uh, Evermore? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> They're both real. I feel like we could do like a whole Evermore episode too, but... on like, the trilogy of songs. You could do a whole podcast on Taylor Swift. I'm, uh, I'm sure there what's are. The, what are the three? Oh, of, yeah. I'm, I'm killing myself for not remembering, but the three songs. Oh, that like, are Betty like Betty and yeah, Cardigan. Betty and, and, and uh, uh, Cardigan and August. August. Okay. Wow. I love those three <laughs> songs so much. Man, Jack Antonoff, 
What a guy. What a man. What a man. What a dude. I got to give him a side hug way back when he was in fun. I got to see him accept a Grammy for Taylor Swift once. Mine was better. That was really cool. <laughs> he called I don't know much about Jack Antonoff other than, like, I, I know his face. And I know he does bleachers. <laughs> yeah. And he was in but fun. Other, fun was he like was in fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know a little bit about fun. Yeah. So. They were my favorite when I was like. 15 or whatever you had the huge crush i was nate. in love with nate roos oh man yeah all right i think that's why i think that's why you married a brown-haired guy is because you were like a brown-haired well, singing guitar guy yeah i was like well it's not nate but it's close <laughs> I'm I'm just <laughs> um i mean do you have any closing thoughts anna or any 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 burning things that you have to say or hot takes Mostly, I just wish that people would <laughs> kind of lay it to rest. Um, I feel like they both like said what they had to say, like in a great way, you know, uh, and nobody's perfect uh, mm -hmm. in that kind of situation. Like, how would you respond? You know, mm -hmm. you're not in the limelight, like your very intimate relationship, like wasn't put out for the world to see. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, just be kind to people and I know that I personally felt a little bad after Joshua Bassett released his little thing and I don't feel bad anymore because Sabrina <laughs> like confirmed that he's not not the greatest at dating we'll just leave it at that <laughs> he needs to take a break he needs to learning. go like to a monastery and like Whoa. have a quiet time for a couple months <laughs> oh me and my my Rodrigo's <laughs> um they have been complaining because we think spoiler season three, but it's not really, we don't know, but we're speculating that Josh is going to get with Gina on the show. Oh God, I hope not. Oh, no. And we're like, no, he just needs to take some time to himself. <laughs> and about himself, Ricky and Josh is both need to take a time out and go to therapy. But, yeah. So. These kids. This is super fun. I love talking about music. I, although I always thought I would go on a podcast to talk about Reliant K first. I want to do that too. <laughs> you can I, add it to the list. I, yeah, we got to have you back on to talk about Reliant K and Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, you never shut up. <laughs> we were in the car listening to Sabrina's album for the first time and Landon like turned it down. He's like, we need to do a podcast and talk about it. And then like the next day he was like, we need to have Anna on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was super excited for you to ask me. Um, there was one thing that you said kind of that I wanted to just ask about. It was like the morality of mm. these mm. people. I don't remember the exact question. Do you remember the exact no, question? No, yeah. I remember like the morality of like the the relationships of public figures and being out in the open and the response of people. Right. And like their romantic relationships being online and like and you may, you may be trying to keep them private, but people like prying out the details and puzzling everything together. Like we're doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just interesting to me because I just, I think about it a lot. Cause like, I love like listening to the album and all the music and like dissecting the lyrics. And then I'm like, to what extent does this become like obsessive or like an invasion of privacy yeah. and I don't know. It's just interesting to think about. That is interesting. Um, what What is this? Like, uh, I was only the next one to take your love songs as a promise. Like, if you don't 
want people talking about it, don't <laughs> put it out there. That's mm. kind of my yeah. uh, thing. I don't think it's prying too far if you're literally just like looking at the songs and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're just kind of connecting the clues and I don't think there's any harm in that um, as long as you're not tearing down the human beings that are creating yeah. the songs. I Yeah, I completely agree. We yeah. love Olivia. We love Sabrina. And we wish them nothing but the best. And we should um, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, like teams, not like team I'm Sabrina, wearing, team Olivia. Nobody else this, uh, but I'm wearing. Hey. Hey. Nice sour. I um, I I'm sorry for what they had to go through, but I'm really glad for the art that they made because of it. And uh, yeah. I guess this is another conversation you may need to have about 21 Pilots. But um, now that Tyler <laughs> Joseph is happy, I, I just don't like his music anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. So uh, glad you're happy, Tyler. Uh, clean, uh, clean my room. What was it? Uh, redecorate. Redecorate yeah. was the best song on that album. Uh, we're just going to go. It was a really, uh, it was a really good song. I, I don't know. I just really enjoyed that album, but. I also got more into the lore. I didn't like Trench. Mm. Oh, so, I thought Trench was okay. It, it was okay. It was okay. It was good. It was good. It was, was good. <laughs> if you go go to a Scaled and Icy show, they have like one more tour, I think, this cycle. Mm. Go to a Scaled and Icy show, try to put the puzzle pieces together about the story okay. because it makes more sense and you're like, oh, Okay. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. A little homework. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to have to like segment this if we just keep having conversations about music. Um, I just have to say like a teacher assigning concert homework. That would be me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your job is to go see Tyler Joseph this weekend. Go buy weekend. a ticket to 21 Pilot Show. <laughs> um, but Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yes. This has been fun. I'm sure we'll have you back one day to talk about another thing in music because it's just been too much fun. But, mm-hmm. um, but, oh, Anna's also a poet and, uh, she she, they're really good. I've bought like maybe like four, yeah, <laughs> four got a couple, poems. got a few copies <laughs> every once in a while you do this, these poetry drops. And if you catch it the right time, you'll get a little keepsake and, uh, they're really cool and they have a lot of heart in them. So follow Anna and uh, maybe she'll do one again soon. If that's the still thing you do. <laughs> it's kind of a thing I do sometimes. It just depends. Sometimes it doesn't go very well. And I'm like, well, nobody likes that poem. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Cool. Hope to see you again soon. Yes. Your British accent. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, and uh, you rock. Okay. Bye. Bye.